Welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast. We're here to grow in faith, connect in community, and serve the world. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy. I find it uh, kind of funny that I'm preaching on a parable about bridesmaids when I myself will be a bridesmaid at a wedding in Dubuque, Iowa, uh, now in six days. It's on Saturday. And with everything that's been going on this month, and October was very busy, uh, I am currently one of the unprepared bridesmaids. But we're getting there. My upcoming week kept creeping in as I thought about this passage. I kept thinking about how exciting it would be to see my friends and how I would know when I was getting close to Dubuque. There's changes in landscape. Illinois and Iowa have more farmland than here in Cincinnati. Crossing the Mississippi River, the temperature dropping, and sometimes there's snow. These are all signs that I'm close to Dubuque. And after the wedding, I'll go home to Minnesota for Thanksgiving. There will be snow there. My brother has the Monday and Tuesday before Thanksgiving off, and so we worked with my mom to have our family Thanksgiving meal on Tuesday. She changed her schedule and took time off so we could all be together as a family. And I've been looking forward to and preparing for this trip. New tires for my car before this long journey, piece by piece altering my bridesmaid dress, and making Buckeyes so everyone back home can have a taste of Ohio. As tradition-filled holidays approach, maybe you're in a similar space. Preparing, changing plans to accommodate everyone, because maybe some family moved closer, or maybe now all the kids are away at college. Even finding new traditions as life continues to shift and change. When there are people we love and want in our lives, we change our lives to be with them. Our parable for this weekend gives us some context to how a New Testament wedding would have worked. The bridegroom was not always from the same town as the bride, and so the bridesmaids would wait for his arrival, holding their lamps up high on poles so they were easier to see from far away. There was no way to tell exactly when the bridegroom was going to show up, and so the women waited. And the women in the parable do almost everything the same. They all take their lamps to meet the bridegroom. They all fall asleep. They all trim the wicks of their lamps. The only difference is half of them bring oil. And it's not that the wise women bring extra oil. It's that they bring oil at all. Verse 3 clearly says, when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. How did the foolish women expect to light a lamp without oil? I have no idea. But the wise women focused on the bridegroom bring oil for their lamps. This parable can be boiled down 
to the bridegroom is Christ, and we, God's people, are the bridesmaids. There's no bride in this parable about a wedding. But that's because it's all about our relationships with Christ. Do we know Christ? And do we hold the light of Christ high for all to see? And the banquet that they're going to is God's reign of generosity, justice, and mercy. The kingdom of God where there is no pain or sin and love is forever. Now, the end of this parable, I don't like thinking about anyone being turned away from the abundance of God's banquet. And I would like it on record that I don't think anybody is shut out because God's love is for everyone and all means all. But in the context of this parable, the women who didn't bring oil and were shut out of the banquet illustrate how important it is to focus on Christ. The choices and actions or lack of actions made in this parable show how important it is to focus your life on Christ. Even in the end, where the foolish women ask, Lord, Lord, open for us, he replies, I do not know you, which points to knowing Christ. An interpretation I found while researching this passage spoke of how oil is often a biblical symbol for the Holy Spirit. So if the oil is the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is how we come to know Christ, and the foolish women didn't bring any oil, it makes some sense then that the women missed Christ. How do you know Christ? How do you know the Holy Spirit? And how do you know God, our Creator? And how do you carry the light of Christ within you? Knowing Christ is different for every single one of us. As I've told many youth throughout my time in ministry, there is no right answer to how you come to know Christ. There's no single correct way. What matters is that you are fostering that relationship. You're looking and listening for Christ and cultivating your spirit to be similar to his. You're doing things like praying, going to church, and having and reading your Bible. You've taken a lifestyle focused on thankfulness. You do what works best for you. When you focus on Christ and the kingdom of God, you change your life for Christ. You are in Christ, filled with the Holy Spirit and created in the image of God. Do you change your life in order to follow Christ? Do you change your life in order to reflect the love of God that you are surrounded in? Do you let the love of God transform you? 
And this que these questions aren't meant to rake anyone over the coals. I ask this knowing so many of you have made changes and continue to do so. The light of Christ that springs from the oil of the Holy Spirit is bright and clear in this community. As we live and love like Jesus, we make changes. Sometimes it's big things, like taking a new call or job. But it's small changes as well. Changing a routine to make a ministry group a bigger part of your life. Making worship more of a priority than it had been previously. Maybe it's choosing to be hopeful in a world that can be so dark and broken. This community is incredible, and I have countless stories of seeing each of you share the light of Christ with each other and with me. I think of the baptismal candles we lit from our Christ candle by the font last week during our baptisms and gave to those who were baptized. And yet I also wonder, who's hearing little whispers from the Holy Spirit? Little nudges and coincidences that all point toward something unbelievable and divine. Or, when I say change for Christ, what's the one thing you say, no, I'm never giving that up. We've all got something. Earlier in my life, the thing I never would have given up was getting up early on Sunday mornings. And here we are. We change for Christ. All these things are different for each person, just like how we know Christ is different. The parable of the ten bridesmaids reminds us to keep our focus on Christ. And when we live our lives for Christ, we change. We change, rejecting the broken and judgmental world we are surrounded by and choosing the light and life of Christ. We follow where the Holy Spirit leads us, and we are continually grateful for the abundance that we have been given from God, our Creator. As we rejoice in our relationship with the Trinity, we also get to rejoice in our change. Amen.